Good morning. It is great to be with you uh, again, and I hope that in our time together, we will be able to explore and have a deeper understanding uh, of the spiritual practice of meditation and specifically on hope. As I thought about this spiritual disciplines and I thought about meditation, one of my thoughts came to me is that, what do we really know about spiritual disciplines? I can tell you that a few years ago, my answer would have been to you, well, yeah, I, I have a spiritual discipline of reading the Bible and of praying, but there is more opportunity and options to spiritual disciplines than just reading God's Word and praying. They're very important, and I, I, I continue to do them, but I've also added some into my life. A few, about a year ago or so, uh, our house church went through a book by John Mark Comer talking about ruthlessly eliminate hurry, and in it he talked about spiritual disciplines like solitude and silence and Sabbath, kind of getting a little, little, little feel for the S's here. And one of the ones that really caught my eye was simplicity. And uh, it really came to head as we moved into our house this last May. And we're unpacking all of our worldly possessions that we haven't seen for two years. And I began to think about, um, you know, I don't, knowing that our house is smaller, and we're going to have to get rid of things. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to get rid of stuff. And yet the, the thought came to me is, well, Come on, dude, you, you live without it for two years. Now you, can't, now you think you can't live without it? Come on. Uh, and, and so it really started to get me thinking. And even in the area of my clothing, and I started to look through all the shirts I had and all the pants I have and all the sweaters, and the, I'm thinking, why do I have so much? And, and I'm going to pare it down. I'm not going to buy more. And I need to live more of a simplistic life. And so these things and these possessions don't possess me. And so as we look at these spiritual disciplines, one of the ones is meditation. What does it mean to meditate? And, uh, uh, but before we go there, I want to just explore what does or what is a spiritual discipline. How do we define what a spiritual discipline is? And so as I began to look at that and explore that, I came up with this definition that I want to share with you. And it's this. It says, a spiritual discipline or practice is anything any regular and intentional activity that establishes, develops, and nourishes a personal relationship with God in which we allow ourselves to be transformed. Now, there's a lot in there that I, I want to try to unpack in our short time. And, and so we will look at this definition, and then I want to look at what does it mean to meditate, because I want to define that, that's very important, and then how to meditate, and then give you three options for meditation. Sound good? So let's dive into this. So let's dive into this definition of, of, of what does it mean to have a spiritual practice. So first is, it is regular. What does it mean to be regular? Well, it means that, that we make it, when we make something regular, we actually receive something from it. So think about how hopefully you regularly brush your teeth. I mean, we tell our kids to brush our teeth, and hopefully kids, you brush your teeth. Uh, why do we do that? Well, because the benefit comes that we hopefully have less plaque, less plaque, less cavities, less cavities, less uh, of a time at the dentist. Our teeth stay in our mouth and not out of our mouth. There's a lot of benefits. Maybe we have better breath because of it. Uh, when we do spiritual practice on a regular basis, there's a benefit that comes to us. 
And then also it's intentional. So what does it mean to be intentional? Well, the intentionality of something really is the why. I mean, why would I not, why would I do something regularly if there isn't a reason for it? And so I'm intentional, I'm purposeful, I will do this and I'll make it a habit. And, and, and so the, the third part is that it establishes, develops, and nourishes our personal relationship with God. Is this not why we're on the journey with God? We, we want this relationship to be, a, to, to be more established, to be more developed, and to nourish it so that we become more like Him. Why would we... Why are we doing this spiritual walk if, if, if we're not moving closer to God? And then the last part, which I think is probably the real key to the whole thing, is that it transforms us. We're engaging in a spiritual practice of reading the Bible or praying or meditation or simplicity or Sabbath because it, 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 we desire to be transformed. And if we're not transformed, then why do it? to be ever so more like our Savior, Jesus Christ, is so important in our lives. And spiritual practices that are regular, intentional, will nourish us, establish us, develop us in our relationship with God, and ultimately transform us. Beautiful, is it not? So, that's spiritual practices, and I would encourage you to explore them much deeper. There are different people out there like John Mark Comer or, or John Tyson or, or, um, uh, uh, or Pete Siscaro. He's another man. Uh, they've, they've dived into this a little bit deeper. You can go into it and, and look at it. I would encourage you to. So what is the spiritual practice of meditation? Well, first, let me tell you, it's not what... Um, we hear in the mainstream. It's not about emptying yourself. And, and I think if we are to do that, we're actually opening ourselves up to something that's not healthy and not good because it's not about that. It's actually the opposite. I believe that good Christian spiritual meditation is about what you are putting in. And there's no better thing to put into us than Scripture. Colossians. In Colossians, uh, it tells us that 3.1, it says to keep seeking the things above where Christ is. When we seek, and that seeking is that, is that really focus, we're focusing on the things above, that, that's not emptying, that is bringing in. We're bringing in Christ into our life. Another one is Romans 12, where at the beginning of that chapter, it talks about to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And, and so it, it's getting rid of the old. It's not being in this world. It's taking off the old and it's putting on the new. And that new is Jesus Christ. And, and God even tells Joshua in Joshua 1.8, and he says to meditate on the law of God. Meditate on it day and night so that you can do according to what is written in it. So he, he tells him to meditate on it. And, and, and so the meditation is not the emptying, but it's actually the filling of, of God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the best way to do that is to meditate on the Word of God. It's living and active. And so when we meditate on it, it does transform us. 
So how does one go about, that's my third point, how does one go about meditating on God's Word? Well, I will say this, is, is first of all, is pick a time where you can be quiet and there's not any distractions. So things can be a bit quiet. Um, and, it, and I would also say this, is don't pick a long time. If you've not done this practice of meditation, then pick three, four minutes is all. That, that maybe two minutes, and that you're gonna say for these next two minutes, or these next three minutes, I'm just going to meditate right now. And, and then secondly is pick one verse. Just pick one verse. Don't pick a whole bunch of verses, just pick one verse and, and meditate. And we'll, we'll talk about what that looks like, but just that one verse to focus and concentrate on. And then I would also say that the third thing is, I like to put music on. It's not a must, but I like to put music on. Instrumental, my favorite, uh, my favorite song, my favorite worship song, I like to put it on as an instrumental. And it actually does this kind of, it kind of blocks out any other noise that may try to enter in, you know. Uh, we live on a busy street, so it actually blocks off the noise of, 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 of the traffic coming by, and I'm not distracted because my mind can easily go, oh, squirrel. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be there. Um, and, then, and then that one verse, and this is where I would say is that <clears throat> you would perhaps close your eyes, look at that verse, if you have it memorized, great. If not, you just close your eyes and you may have a verse where you say, uh, one that I've chosen for you today would, would, would be uh, in Romans where it says, but God demonstrated his love towards us. And I just might pause and say, but God, you demonstrated your love towards me. And I just might sit there for a moment and just think about those words. Picture those words in my mind. But God, demonstrated his love. Isn't that good? He demonstrated his love towards you, towards me. It just slows us down. And then I would say when you're done with that, after those two or three minutes, maybe four minutes, give yourself one more minute of just, at least one minute, of just reflecting before the Holy Spirit, saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to know about that? What are you, what are you saying to me? Is there any correction? Is there any encouragement that I can take from this? That's really meditation. That's what it's all about. It's very simple, but I think it can be very profound. So, this is Advent, and this is on hope, and this week has been on hope. As I finish up, I hear are three ways you can meditate on hope. First is, is you can meditate on hope because of what has been done. That's that verse there in Romans 5, 8, where it says, but God demonstrated his love towards us and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that wonderful? This is what he has done. We can have great hope because of what he has done. Or you can focus your hope on what is being done. I love the verse in 2 Corinthians 3, 18. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. That's what's happening right now. And you can, you can, I can find great hope in that. I would encourage you to meditate on Or you can look at the hope of what is to come. I mean, we know one day that, 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 Jesus is coming back. And what does that mean? Revelation 21.4 says, He will wipe 
every tear from your eyes, and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Isn't that a great hope to look forward to? Well, I hope that this has been helpful for you, and I do want to encourage you to step into some meditation as a discipline in your life, whether it's once a week or once a month even, but make it regular, make it intentional. Let it be that it's going to nourish you, develop you, establish your relationship with Jesus so that it will transform you. Lord bless you this week.